And we have a guest with us on the Linder Farm Network, Matt Benda, who is a candidate for uh, First District Congress in Minnesota. There'll be a special primary, Matt, coming up. Is that next week? Next Tuesday. Next yes, Tuesday. coming up very quickly for everybody. It's hard to convince people that you have to vote in May. Yes. Uh, but we have a really unique circumstance here. So, yeah, we're trying to get the word out. So thank you for letting me come on today. Now, let's talk about Matt Benda. You're from Albert Lee, but tell us about yourself. Sure, sure. So Matt Benda, thank you. Uh, I'm a Southern Minnesota uh, native. I've lived here my entire, you know, my entire life. I grew up in Jackson on a farm. If you go to my website, I, I have a, a series of stories I tell about the Old Acres way, I call it. I grew up on a farm that my family called Old Acres, fourth generation family farm. And I, I like to tell those stories because it just shows who I am and that I'm grounded in the community and that my grassroots are strong. And so I grew up on that farm in, in Jackson, the youngest of five kids that grew up during the farm crisis during the 80s. And I, I understand the, the, the tough economic times that can come with uh, an economic downturn. And so that, that history to me is super important for people to understand uh, growing up during that time, my family decided that it'd probably be best for me not to come back to production agriculture, but still stay involved. And so I went to the University of Minnesota. I got my ag business degree, came out of there, and my dad suggested strongly that I consider law school. Uh, I had some job opportunities, you know, with Cargill and Lando Lakes and some of those those traditional type of jobs. And my dad just felt like uh, maybe the law school route opened a lot of doors. Uh, with a law degree, there's just a lot you can do. You can do public policy. You can work directly with farmers. And so that's what I did with my uh, my ag history is I leveraged that into still having a, the ability to work uh, right in the community. And that's what I've been doing. Uh, now I've been at Albert Lee for 25 years, working shoulder to shoulder with farmers, small businesses, creating jobs. Uh, I understand what it means to to have employees out there that you're responsible for. There's a big difference from being an employer and having to, to, to pay people salaries versus being a W-2 employee. Um, and so that's just a quick overview of my history and why I'm here today. And Matt, you uh, have been involved and understand the workings of the Farm Bill, correct? Yeah, I, th that is an absolute unique factor uh, versus some of my other opponents in this race. I spent two summers in D.C. working on ag policy, uh, both the 90 Farm Bill and the 96 Farm Bill. Uh, and I did that, you know, in D.C. and understand uh, what what happens out there. It is a process, and that Farm Bill has a lot of history uh, of why we're, you know, why we are where we are today with, uh, again, American agriculture is just innovative. They're hardworking people. They really understand what it means to make the country great. And I think that's what we really need to tap into. So I think that history of, of me spending those two summers in D.C. following uh, ag policy when I was in law school at Drake University, I started actually an ag law journal um, focusing on policy issues. And so I, you know, again, people don't really know that about me because I've been the attorney that's just been solving problems for them. But I think it is important for people to know that I do have that unique history. And, and, and that is so important because we need strong leadership on that ag committee in DC. You really have to understand what you're doing in that ag committee, uh, especially now as the food stamp program continues to grow, you have more and more representatives from the bigger cities on that ag committee. And so we need talent, um, talent on that ag committee to advocate for rural America. Matt Benda with us, uh, candidate first congressional district. Um, when it comes to agriculture, 
I'm sensing in Washington a lot of uh, blame uh, being put on farmers, agribusiness for some of the food shortages, some of the uh, rising prices we've seen. I personally don't think that's necessarily the case, but let's get your view. Yeah, I, I, it, it's been very frustrating as a as a student of agriculture and pe- and working shoulder to shoulder with these with with farmers and agribusiness. It seems like the, the Democrats, the current administration, always wants to villainize the job creators. Um, even now, out in D.C., there's a movement to try to uh, do do some stronger enforcement against against the meat industry, and it's just they continue to try to shift the blame and 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 always are picking on the job creators by regulation villainizing them i mean you know joe biden is trying to shift away this inflation problem that was created by bad policies and and trying to blame it on vladimir putin i mean that just is it just shows that there's no ownership uh in the current administration the current democrat leadership they really aren't able to admit the problems that they created and so i I just am, am, am passionate that the more they blame uh, the farmers and the ag communities and the small businesses, the more they're mistaken. Um, there's so much common sense out here in southern Minnesota and in the rural areas. We just need to tap into that common sense, find a voice uh, just to say enough. Uh, we need to uh, stick up for the farmers that are out there. They're working hard. They're creating jobs. They're going to you know, save the world. They always say feeding the world. Uh, the American farmer always finds a way to innovate and create new opportunities. And so that's, again, a voice that I feel I can can easily and strongly articulate for the ag community. And I think that's an important factor. So what should we do to uh, counteract inflation right now? What What are your thoughts? Well, you know, first of all, you talk about re- removing friction in the system, getting rid of regulations. Uh, you know, the Biden administration continues to roll out these regulations uh, an example would be just, you know, CDL. We need more CDL drivers. And the administration keeps putting more restrictions on just a simple uh, process. And so I think eliminating friction is important. And then energy independence from day one of my campaign, we ta- I talked about, you know, getting us back to energy independence. I'm an across-the-board uh, energy, so I support solar. I support wind. I support nuclear especially. I think there's some great opportunities in nuclear. Um, and I, 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 again unique in this race because I've actually worked uh, shoulder to shoulder with farmers to create uh, ethanol co-ops, biodiesel co-ops, help them grow them and market those processes. And so I really, I don't just talk about it. I've lived it. I've worked with farmers and landowners on the solar and the wind. And so I understand those issues. And whether you're, you know, a fan of wind and solar, I think we have to all acknowledge that it's part of the solution. I think technology and innovation and all those systems are are, are going to continue to um, help us get out of this the doldrums that we're in, and so and, and then of course the Biden administration just tried to take the the, the kneecaps out of uh, the oil industry, and it, we're seeing the results of that. And so getting the Keystone Pipeline back intact, um, creating those jobs, uh, getting getting energy into the the system is so important because uh, now we're seeing the results of that, right? So we have a weak uh, energy independence in our country, and as a result, Vladimir Putin has gotten a blank check to go in Ukraine. we got to find a way to get control on the ground and help that country. Uh, I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy for us to sit back and watch what's happening in Ukraine as that country just gets destroyed. Yeah. Um, now they're talking about wheat shortages. Of course, India has said they're not going to export wheat. 
Uh, there's a lot of product tied up in warehouses in Ukraine. And, I, you know, those are big issues. So you asked about inflation. Those are the big issues. And, right. of course, workforce. I'd like to talk about that a little bit later, too. But we need to find a way to get workforce uh, as I do my main street. Let's talk about that because yeah. it finding people to do the jobs, whether it's packing plants, whether it's picking apples, whether whatever it is, uh, the job market is in very short supply of people. I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden it happened. Right. It, it, and I'm on a Main Street tour right now. I'm, I'm going, you know, town to town, walking down Main Street, meeting with business owners uh, and hearing from them. Uh, and there's two big issues, of course, the workforce shortage is huge. And then just volatility in the world. Uh, all the supplies are volatile. Fuel is volatile. And so uh, that, that, that is an important issue to, to reduce that volatility. And, and I do want to distinguish myself from some of my opponents, because as I'm on Main Street um, having these meetings face-to-face, uh, a number of my opponents are spending time in D.C. and building their connections with some of the big money D.C. elites. And so that, again, clearly distinguishes me from them. I'm down here on Main Street. I'm riding in tractors, meeting with farmers, and trying to understand the issues right here, uh, why, why my opponents are out talking about all these endorsements they got from people that probably aren't all pro-agriculture. Um, yeah. So I think people should look at these endorsements and decide if you really are a farm advocate and we're really for rural America. Uh, I, I like to say, I mean, my cell phone right now, I have thousands of people that can contact me. And when I'm in D.C. sitting in the Ag Committee, I'm going to get text messages from people right here in the district versus my opponents. They're going to be getting text messages from these people that they're already uh, saddling up with and, and connecting with some of these big D.C. money people. So I am unique in that regard that I'm grassroots uh, and I've grown up here and I'm going to continue to advocate for the first district. Matt Benda with us. Matt, it seems to me that this is one election where uh, farmers, rural residents uh, can make a difference. Yeah, we're talking uh, again as a May election, our turnout's going to be uh, low. It's just hard to convince people that this time of the year they have to Next vote. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, yes. Right, we'll keep right. promoting that. And so <laughs> for, for me, it is everybody that I talk to, uh, again, these, these face-to-face meetings, these Main Street meetings, they ask, what, what can I do? And I say, well, you have to vote and bring five to ten people with you. Um, and and I, I have found that, again, versus some of my opponents, I have very strong uh, common sense support. Uh, people know me as a problem solver and not necessarily as a Republican flamethrower. And so people support me that are moderate. Uh, Even a lot of moderate Democrats are calling me and reaching out saying, Matt, I'm going to go vote for you just because I know know where you come from. I know you're a proven problem solver. And when you say you're going to do something, you do it. I'm not just making statements to... um, to, to, to get sound bites. I'm saying things that I believe need to be fixed. And so in terms of, uh, again, I'm going to pivot into this, uh, you know, what can we do in D.C.? None of my opponents are talking about what they're going to do uh, when they get there other than to say they'll vote against everything. Um, and I don't think that does what people out here want. And so I think we have a real unique opportunity that the folks uh, in the district need to listen to, and that is we're going to have an opportunity between this special election um, on August 10th and then the 1st of January where potentially Congress may have to get together and and, and do some real reform. And I think that opportunity, what I will be pushing for uh, if I get elected, would be a combination of securing the borders. I think we're we're clearly seeing an influx of 
uh, folks coming across the border illegally, uh, and then the, the influx of drugs that are coming through. And so I think we need to secure the border and then do a, a real dynamic immigration reform program. Nobody's talking about that. Immigration right. reform, to me, is the answer to inflation. As you talked about earlier, there's so many people out here right now that need workers. We have a lot of ingenuity here in southern Minnesota. If we could get a dynamic immigration program where people come in through the front door and they follow the process, I call it the American dream test. So if people want to come through and they want to pursue the American dream, I, I, we need that out here. And so I, I, I am the candidate that has a solution, and that is we have to go out there, secure our borders, do immigration reform, and, and fix the system. And people say, well, how do you fix immigration? Well, you fund it properly. I mean, we're talking about potentially sending $40 billion to the Ukraine when our immigration infrastructure, the judges, the process, the applications are, are, are anemic. And so we should be putting money back into that system to allow people to come through and, and come here for the right reasons. As I said, they have to come to, um, you know, not not the criminals. We need people that are going to come here and work hard and help us rebuild our country. So we'll kind of wrap up here uh, by why is Matt Benda running for Congress? Yeah, you, you know, my wake up call was uh, was February 18th. It was the day after my 52nd birthday, and my wife called me and, and gave me the news that Congressman Hagedorn had passed away. Uh, we kind of, I had expected he was in remission, and a lot of us felt like he was going to have another term or two, and my wife knew I was looking at potentially uh, transitioning out of the law practice and, and serving in Congress, and she called and said, Matt, uh, I have terrible news. We need to think about whether uh, this is the time for you to offer your skill set. And so we prayed on it and decided that uh, after, you know, my history of being in D.C. and then 25 years of, of watching farm policy being implemented in the countryside and then just the condition of the country, both morally and fiscally, we just made a decision that now was the time. Uh, I do come from a very non-traditional background in that I've been in the law practice. I've been active in the Republican Party, but haven't necessarily served in the legislature. Um, I, I, I have... Uh, uh, been creating and, and, and jobs myself instead of being a W-2 employee. And so, again, I do come from a unique perspective there. And so that's why Matt Bend is running, because I feel like I can make a difference. I feel like we have had a long tradition of common sense uh, Congress people that have served us in D.C., and I just don't feel like uh, that that option is available to people. And I think that's what our farm community uh, and our small business community wants, and that's somebody that's a good common sense, uh, but smart and able to go out there and really advocate for our communities. Sounds great. Well, Matt, uh, all the best to you, and you certainly be well qualified for the job and ready to hit the ground running. Well, it's been a dream of mine to be on the Linder Network. Yeah, my dad, my dad passed away a few years ago. He'd be proud to know I was here he, today. He was well known in the ag community. Yeah, my dad was president of the Cattlemen's back in the '70s, and he got me involved at a young age, uh, both in ag policy and and politics. And so I do credit him with uh, giving me the skill set. And uh, you know, my family has a saying that if you're going to live in a community, you need to give back. Uh, I just don't. Uh, retirement to me is not being on the golf course. Um, yep. Retirement to me is giving back to the community, and this is an opportunity to do so. So thanks right. for having me on. Best of luck. Thank you. Matt Benda with us here, candidate for 1st Congressional District from Albert Lee on the Linder Farm Network.